This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide episode 363. Great to have you with us once again. My name is Stephen Fennec and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Disney has just held its D23 Expo and revealed the content for its new Disney Plus streaming service. Dyson has unveiled a new personal air purifier fan, and we get behind the wheel of the Tesla Model 3, which is just about to appear on Australian roads. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to give you our verdict on the Samsung Galaxy Note 10. We also check out the new Bose noise-cancelling headphone 700, and Google launches an online museum about Australian sporting history, and we'll wrap things up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Disney Plus is a new streaming service that's going to launch in Australia on November the 19th. That news broke last week, and it is going to cost us $8.99 per month. Uh, We're hearing as well that you can get up to six streams, four of them in 4K. That's what we're hearing, nothing official yet. Uh, It's going to launch in the US a week earlier, November 12, so we'll we'll get it a week later. Uh, And it's going to go up against Netflix and Stan and all these other services and has a lot of content to draw down from as well. You've got to remember Disney owns all all their own stuff, Disney films and, and Lion King and Little Mermaid, all those all those films, uh, along with Pixar, don't forget, so Toy Story, Cars, The Incredibles, all those films. They also own Marvel, so all the Avengers films, all the superhero films are also Disney properties, along with, of course, Lucasfilm and Star Wars. So that, that's the quite a, a, a content draw they've got right there. Uh, they also own National Geographic. I think they're going to have some content from there. And you have to remember as well that earlier this year, Disney completed the acquisition of 21st Century Fox. So all the Fox content, we're talking X-Men, The Simpsons, Alien, Independence Day, you name all that, all that content as well, that's going to all be poured into the Disney Plus bucket as well. So there's going to be a fair amount of content. That's existing content. That's stuff we know about. But over the weekend, Disney had its D23 Expo, and it revealed there what is coming up on the slate up to, I think they announced up to five or six years in advance in terms of film production, TV series production, uh, and the whole the whole gamut of what they're going to produce. And naturally, there was a lot of interest in, in, these, uh, in these, these content announcements, the the the, the whole weekend, I think it went for three days, this expo, all over the weekend. And it was one day after another, they're announcing all the new either films or TV shows, uh, not only that's going to be released in cinemas, but a great deal of content that's going to be sent directly to the Disney Plus streaming service. Uh, we're going to go through them really quickly, of course. There, is, there was an announcement about a new Lizzie McGuire revival series as well as a high school musical series. Who remembers high school musical? But 
let, let's get down to it. And what I'm most interested in, of course, is all the new Star Wars content that's coming out and Marvel content, which we'll get to as well. But starting off with Star Wars, they um, it, it was pretty it was well known for quite a while that the new series, The Mandalorian, was was being made especially for Disney Plus. What was new about this was that we got to see a trailer. And if if that is any indication of what the series is going to be like, wow, I'm I'm really impressed. The trailer was incredible. So, it's, the Mandalorian is a bounty hunter, uh, in the same vein as Boba Fett and Jango Fett from the prequels. So, same kind of costume. So they were both Mandalorian. So you can expect the, this this guy's going to be pretty badass. So uh, he's a bounty hunter. A great supporting cast as well, including Carl Weathers, who was uh, Apollo Creed in the Rocky film. So it's going to be seeing him in the in a galaxy far, far away. That's going to be uh, that's going to be pretty cool as well. But uh, the news, the Star Wars news, didn't stop there. They also confirmed a, a really long running rumor about uh, a series as well, uh, an Obi Wan series. They confirmed that the fact there will be an Obi Wan series for for Disney Plus. But the greatest news is that Ewan McGregor is returning to reprise the role. He played Obi-Wan Kenobi in Episode 1, 2, and 3. Of course, Alec, the great Alec Guinness. So Alec Guinness played uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original trilogy. But Ewan McGregor is going to star in this new show, which is going to take place after the events of Episode 3. So there's, there's, there's this 17-year gap between Episode 3 uh, with Revenge of the Sith and Episode Four: A New Hope, the original Star Wars film, so there's plenty of rich, rich uh, times to explore right there. They also showed off some footage too for the upcoming Episode Nine film, Rise of Skywalker, which uh, that that also I'm I'm desperately waiting to see for that to drop online. We're, we're waiting for another trailer. Would you for another trailer for the Rise of Skywalker? But what got everyone talking was there was one glimpse in this new footage of Ray, who's been the hero of the trilogy, who's become this new Jedi type figure, and the everyone's jaws hit the floor when they saw her dressed in black, like Sith-like costume, wielding a dual red lightsaber in the same vein as Darth Maul. So what does that say about the film? Is this Was that a dream? Did she turn to the dark side? So many questions. I can't wait to see this. But before that, before the December release of Episode 9, we are going to get these other shows, uh, well, The Mandalorian at least, uh, on from November 19. Now, there are other announcements, of course. There's a lot of Marvel announcements. Don't forget, Marvel is a cornerstone of, of the Disney company now, and they announced several several shows in the, set in the Marvel Universe, including The Falcon and The Winter Soldier, which is a Captain America spinoff. They also announced Loki, which is a Thor spinoff. Loki is Thor's brother. They also announced a She-Hulk film as well. So imagine the Hulk, but as a woman. So that, that's going to be interesting as well. And, of course, uh, other Disney spin-offs, a uh, film like uh, Lady and the Tramp. They're going to do a real-life Lady and the Tramp. No animations with real dogs at this time, and that's going to be especially for the new, the new Disney Plus service as well. Now, it's going to be a pretty busy uh, end of year when it comes to streaming services because you've got to remember there is yet another service starting around that time. We'll know more 
at the Apple event next month, the Apple iPhone launch, which will no doubt include mentions of their new Apple TV Plus service. You forgot about that one, didn't you? So we're going to get that as well. So by Christmas in Australia, you'll have the choice of Netflix, which is the the runaway leader at the moment and will still be for a long time to come. They've been around longest. You've also got Stan. Then you're going to have Disney Plus as well as Apple TV Plus. And on top of that, you've also got KO Sports, which is a sports streaming service. And you've also got Optusport, all these other little ones like Hey You, I think is a, a reality show streaming service as well. So a lot of uh, streaming services to choose from. And the good thing is, though, according to some recent research by Telsite, is that Australians are actually willing to, although not willing, they have adopted more than one service. So don't think that it's just one, we pick one and that's it. Uh, as, as this research indicates, there are more than 12.3 million subscriptions uh, uh, of, of SVOD services, that's subscription video on demand services, and that more than half of Australians' households now have at least one service. But what surprised me was that 43% of households have more than one service, which uh, is up from 30% of last year in 2018. So there's been an increase right there as well. So we are willing to have more than one service. Now, I think with Disney Plus and with Apple TV Plus coming into the market later this year, it, it wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Australians would adopt three, two or three services. I know I am. I'm going to get Disney Plus the day it comes out because I want to see all that content, and that's the only place you can see it. So unless you are a subscriber, you can't get all that stuff, just like you can't get all the cool stuff that's released on Netflix and the, all the cool stuff that's released on Stan. They've got a lot of exclusives with these services. So that's how they get you in, by prom- promising all this cool content that you want to see. No other way to see it. You can't just change a channel and see it on free-to-air TV. It is now on the streaming services. And speaking of free-to-air, where, where do they go? What's going to happen to free-to-air television? Well, it'll, it'll still be the go-to place. Free-to-air will be the go-to place to get your news, live sport, reality programming, local programming, so Australian programs as well. That's not going to change. I think that that's kind of the strength there because the, the, you can't stream a live game of football unless you've got KO Sports. That's the only view. You can't see it on Netflix or all these other services. And the news as well. Uh, you might be able to watch CNN on Fox Now and Sky News, of course. But free-to-air news is pretty sharp as well, especially depending on where you live. If you live in, depending on what state of Australia you live, you've got your own news service based uh, from that free-to-air channel as well. So free-to-air still in our lives, but in a totally different way. The whole on-demand culture that we have now has really changed things up. But it is exciting. We get choice. Customers are going to be the winners because we get all this choice of stuff to watch. And I'm really looking forward to all of them, especially Disney+. Plus. I'm really looking forward to seeing The Mandalorian. That trailer looks amazing. If you want to find out more about Disney+, Plus uh, and our habits when it comes to SVOD and all those upcoming programs, check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Dyson is a very well-respected company. They've created a lot of pretty cool products, vacuum cleaners and purifiers and hair dryers and you name it. Uh, 
They've, they've uh, made some pretty cool products in the past, and they've just unveiled their latest. It's the Pure Cool Me, and this is a, a personalized air purifier and fan built in one unit. Now, Dyson are experts at moving air around, and they're also experts at filtering air as well, so purifying the air. And one thing I think a lot of people may not realize is just how many pollutants are in the air inside your home so uh, people think we're in we're at home we're safe but well you're not because there's a lot of allergens particles fumes coming off furniture scented candles cooking smells pets plants you name it there's a lot of stuff floating about and if if you happen to have a particularly sensitive system, if you, you have allergies or hay fever, then you can pretty much expect for them to play up if there's enough of these particles floating about in your home. So with this Dyson product, and it isn't the first air purifier Dyson have produced, it's the first personal air, air purifier they've come up with. The previous models have been larger uh, room to, to filter room size areas and, and bigger, uh, but this one is designed for you to be to keep it on your desk, on your bedside table, on your desk, uh, on, on your kitchen counter, I should say. Um, so it is uh, meant for one person. And with that filtered air, purified air, it gets sucked in through the base and there's a little dome on top that then can direct the cool air to your face or to your, wherever you happen to be to in your direction. So what happens, the air filter fires up two jets of air which are sent over this concave surface. And if they are trained at a certain angle, they combine to form one stream. So, And you can actually direct that stream towards yourself. So you can have it so that you get the cool air, purified air, by the way, sent into your, in your direction. Uh, it, is, it uses a, a new technology called core flow technology, and it's the latest in their airflow technology. So really good for uh, our, whenever we're indoors, we spend 90% of time indoors. We're working, studying, eating, exercising, sleeping, and all these little particles and allergens and dust around us. Uh, indoor pollution is real, we've, we've found out. The onboard HEPA filter can capture 99.5% of particle pollutants uh, and also capture and trap gases, odors, and household fumes. So pretty good protection right there. Uh, available in two in two styles. It's silver and white, and there's a nice black and orange version as well, that I think you can only order that one online. The Pure Cool Me is going to go on sale in Australia on September 6th. You can order it from Dyson's website or major retailers. It's going to be priced at $499. So lots of features there uh, for you to check out. It's got a little built-in LCD screen as well that is uh, has a light sensitivity as well. So if you're using it in the bedroom, it'll, it'll dim right down. So it's not going to light up the whole room. And uh, you can even set uh, sleep timers as well. So you can uh, anywhere between 30 minutes and eight, up to eight hours for your sleep timer. But if you uh, you want to stay cool and you want to keep your air pure, the uh, Dyson Pure Cool Me could be the product for you. We'll review it, of course, when it comes out on September 6th. But in the meantime, if you want to check it out, you know where to go, techguide.com.au.
Alrighty, well, our recent journey to the United States, our trip to the US, uh, we, we went for the Galaxy Note 10 launch, and then I went to another galaxy far, far away, Galaxy's Edge. And while I was in Los Angeles, I was lucky enough to drive the new Tesla Model 3. Uh, thank, big shout out to our friends at Tesla for organizing that for us in LA. Uh, we had the car for five days. We drove it around in Los Angeles, and this is the car that is just hitting Australian roads. Expect in the next week or two to start seeing the new Tesla Model 3. Now, I'm a Tesla driver already. I drive a Model S. The Tesla Model 3 is a smaller and more affordable version of the Model S. So it's still an electric car, uh, has... uh, Great range and performance as well. The, the the model I drove, I think, was the performance model in the in LA, but pretty much similar to what we are going to see here in Australia. Only difference being, of course, that mine was a left-hand drive. I was have to, having to drive on the right side of the road. So uh, that was pretty interesting. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you later about my experiences on the freeway, which was actually quite remarkable. But the car itself is—it's uh, it, a nice-looking car. I really like the look of it. It's a very, very Spartan-looking car. So there's no fancy features inside or out. It's a very clean, minimal look. Uh, sim- has similar design language to the Model S, of course. Uh, Has—it's a four-door model. Has a glass roof as well. Uh, this isn't an option. They all come with glass roofs. Uh, and you can also choose whether that can be a sunroof or just a regular glass roof. Uh, they also have 20-inch wheels and your choice of interior, black or white. So uh, very nice-looking car. I, I, I really like the look of it. Um, and not not quite, obviously, as long as the Model S. The Model S is a surprisingly big car. I drove, I drove an E200 Mercedes-Benz before my Model S, and I was surprised to learn that the Model S is actually bigger than my E200. Uh, I, I did also learn uh, by reading Elon Musk's biography that the Model S wheelbase was based on the Mercedes-Benz CLS. They basically bought a CLS, stripped it down to its wheelbase, and then rebuilt the they built the Model S on that wheelbase. So that probably accounts for the reason why it is actually bigger than my E200. But, uh, but I'm happy with the car, really love the Model S, and I'm sure Australians are going to also love the Model 3. Now, in, in the car, you sit inside the car, and you'll be surprised by how little there is in the car. And by that, I mean, you know, you get in the car, and there's a central console with, with knobs and dials and buttons for your aircon, your radio, and everything. In the Model 3, there is nothing Nothing but a 15-inch central display, and the display runs horizontally. Like in my car, it's a 17-inch display that runs. It's like in portrait mode, so it's like a uh, it runs down, down, not across. So you know, when you hold your phone in your hand uh, upright, that's portrait mode. When you turn it on its side, that's landscape. So in the Model Three, it's landscape. So turn the screen's turned on its side, not portrait like it is in the, in the Model S. So it sits right there in the middle of the of the console of the dashboard and in front of the driver there is nothing. There's no other speedo, there's no other display like on the Model S. It is bare. And what that does, the advantage of that is it actually gives you a better view of the road. You see more of the road in front of you rather than your view being slightly hindered by a, a, another display. 
So in terms of you keeping your attention on the road, it's really easy to do that. If you do want to glance to your left, you will see the screen and your speed and all your information, but it's not too far to look away from, from the road anyway. So that is placed really uh, in, a, in a good place there. And, uh, of course, everything that is controllable through that screen, from the aircon to your music to every single aspect of the car, is controlled through that screen. Now the uh, the doors uh, on inside the car they don't have a you know in in a normal car you have like a a thing to open the car like a little handle to pop open and then the the lock it unlatches the model s uh, sorry the model three has a button so you press a button and press that and that's what opens the door then you swing the door out it's got electric windows of course as well uh, and it's fairly roomy that's what I was surprised about the the room in the car. Because it's got that glass roof that sort of, sort of slopes up, it's, sort of, it's like a continuation of the windscreen. Uh, it is surprisingly roomy. Like, I'm a pretty tall guy, and I fit inside the car quite easily. And there was the room in the back for passengers was also surprisingly large as well. So uh, big tick there for Tesla for the leg room and headroom in the car, which, is, uh, which was plentiful. Now, there's a few models that you can order with the Model S. So you, you, can, you can have, there's a standard range, which starts at 66,000, uh, and that would give you about 460 kilometres of range, and uh, top speed of 225 kilometres an hour, 0 to 100 in 5.6 seconds, which is pretty cool. Next is a, the long-range version. That starts at 85,000. And that, that takes your range up to 620 kilometres on a single charge, top speed of 233 kilometres per hour, and 0 to 100 in 4.6 seconds. So a bit quicker there. But then you go up to the performance. That starts at 91,200 plus on-road cost. Your driveway price is going to be slightly over 100,000 there, about 104. But your range is 560 kilometres, top speed of 261 kilometres an hour. But then you go on 0 to 100 in 3.4 seconds. That's performance for you. Now, this also includes, of course, 20-inch performance wheels. It's got performance brakes. The performance model also has the carbon fiber spoiler, lowered suspension, aluminium alloy pedals, uh, and track mode as well. Now, when you have the long range and the standard range, uh, the, obviously the number, the, the number of features uh, is reduced, but it's, it, you still get decent performance and good range. So there's that as well. Then when you want to uh, choose the exterior colors, you've got colors, uh, choices of, uh, you've got pearl white, solid black, midnight silver, you've got deep blue metallic and also red multi-coat. Uh, you can also choose the 18-inch wheels for the regular. For the performance, you get 20-inch wheels. Um, so that, that that's the difference there. Uh, and the on the in the interior, you get your choice of either either black or white interior. I draw my Model S actually has white seats, and I love it. It is it is really nice. It makes the car look really space age. The the car that I drove in in LA, the Model Three, had, was uh, blue, and it had the white seats as well. And I thought it looked fantastic. It, it made me feel like I was in my own car. It's a fair bit of room in the car as well in terms of storage in the central console. There's a couple of cup holders, USB ports. 
uh, plenty of room to put your phone and all your stuff underneath the central console. There's even more room. Uh, of course, there's a glove box there as well. Uh, and, and apart from that, just a beautiful, minimal look. There's a, an air vent that runs across the width uh, of the car. And through the screen, you can actually control where the airflow comes from. So if you want to have a couple of like dual streams of air coming out, you simply indicate that on the screen and it'll direct that the the stream of cool air out of those those exact spots on the dashboard so if, if, if you don't want air blowing in your face you can direct it around the car which is pretty cool the model 3 from tesla uh, also comes with uh, built-in autopilot uh, autopilot was not included with my model s i had to pay a little bit extra to get that after i bought the car but my autopilot had all the bells and whistles, including summon and auto park uh, as well. The autopilot you get with Model 3 and, and every Model S now is a, is very, a basic stripped-down autopilot, which is basically steering, accelerating, and braking on freeways on its own, uh, which mine does anyway, but you don't get summon and auto park and all those things. But one feature... That, that is included with the US model and hopefully coming to Australia soon. It was autopilot, but not any old autopilot. It was navigate on autopilot. Now, here's me picking up the car in Marina del Rey. Anyone who knows Los Angeles, Marina del Rey is up near, not far from Santa Monica, not far from the airport. And I had to drive the car to Anaheim. I was staying across the road from Disneyland. And this was like an hour, hour 20 drive. Anyone who's ever driven in LA will know that there are freeways everywhere. For you to get around, you need to go from freeway to freeway. And changing freeways uh, surprisingly uh, often. So with this feature, with the Navigate on Autopilot, it was absolutely incredible the car basically drove itself. So I plotted in the, I put in the, my hotel name in the, in the, uh, in the GPS in the, on the screen, and it worked out my route and drove me there. I got on the freeway and it did everything. I just had to hold the wheel. It accelerated, changed lanes, changed lanes to the, to the faster lane, changed freeways, drove me to the exit near my hotel and then I took over and drove another 300 metres and I was at my hotel. It was absolutely incredible. I was my own Uber driver. I was just sitting there and it was remarkable. It would warn me about upcoming lane changes and it would wait and then it'd find a gap in the traffic and put me over and then change lanes so that I was in the right lane to go to the next freeway, which it steered anyway, even off the freeway exit, around the loop, and then back onto the other freeway. It did it all itself. It was absolutely remarkable. And I inquired with Tesla. I said, when, when are we going to get this feature in Australia? I really want to get this. And I was told that, look, the, it's possible to roll it out right now, but there obviously needs to be regulatory and government uh, movement before that is, is made official. But I cannot wait for the day where I can use this feature in Australia. So imagine you've got to drive up the coast or something or down the coast. You put in where you want to go and the car drives you there, gets you on the expressway. If you need to, to, to turn off the expressway to another expressway, another well-marked road, it'll drive you there. Incredible. 
But the Tesla Model 3, yes, it's coming to Australia. Uh, you can read about it in Tech Guide. Uh, it is, you're going to see some Model 3s uh, on the roads uh, probably this from this week, I think. You're going to see these cars are being delivered. And, and there's some owners that have been waiting up to four years for this car. They put their names down. They re- put their name in the, uh, they were on the reserved list. And finally, they're going to receive their vehicles. You want to read more about the Tesla Model 3? You can check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton, the company that can protect you and your family online. We live in a world where hackers are constantly finding new ways to steal our personal information. And because we spend so much time online, it's quite possible we could find ourselves in a cyber criminal's sites. The Norton team is dedicated to keeping people safe online no matter how they connect. So whether you're paying bills on your phone, shopping on your tablet or banking on your laptop, Norton Security Premium is working hard behind the scenes to help keep your information, your identity and your devices protected. For more information on how to protect your digital life, visit au.norton.com. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. First up in the reviews, it's a big one, the Samsung Galaxy Note 10. Now, we've been using this phone for a couple of weeks. It went on sale uh, last Friday on August 23rd. We were in New York for the launch of the device as well, and we've been using this as our daily driver ever since. And I have to say, if there's a better phone on the market right now, I haven't seen it yet. This is a triumph of technology. Samsung constantly raising the bar with each new device that they release, and this is no exception. The Note 10 is a pretty solid improvement over the Note 9. A lot of features, design improvements, performance improvements from a phone they released only a year ago. The Samsung Note 10 as well, there are two models of the Note 10. We reviewed the Note 10 Plus because go big or go home is my motto. I like the bigger screen, but I can understand why they released two sizes the first size, the 6.3-inch, would be for those customers who may be moving up from an S an S phone, a Galaxy S device, or maybe coming from another brand. They want all the power and features of a Note, but with that, they want to be overwhelmed by a larger screen. Uh, so there's that, like it's an on-ramp product for the Note family. Other Note users, regular Note users, and they are loyal. Samsung says the Note users are fiercely loyal, and for them, I've called the 6.8-inch, Note 10 Plus, I've called that the Jerry Maguire phone because it will have them at hello. So that is that that is a no-brainer if you're an existing Note customer. You want all, all the bells and whistles, the bigger screen, everything, more capacity, more RAM, more memory, the whole lot, and a, a choice of even having a 5G device, the Note 10 Plus is where you got to go. So there's that. And that's what, that's what I was using for my review, and I loved it and still love it. What I also like is, of course, the design. The design is is pretty nice. This phone has a curved rear panel now, obviously the curved Infinity display. It's got HDR10 Plus compatibility as well, this screen, so content looks absolutely amazing on it. It's pretty thin as well, 7.9 millimetres thick, uh, pretty light as well. The, the Note 10 is 168 grams. The Note 10 Plus, which is slightly larger, has, is 196 grams. So 196 grams, not too heavy at all. 
but under the hood, of course, plenty of improvements. Now, what I do like, I was given the Aura Glow version to review. Now, this is that shiny, mirror-like, silver backing of the device, and when you hold it up to the light, it's all these rainbow colours appear on it, and it's it's very hard to photograph too. You can't every photograph I've taken is different. There's light coming off it. It's 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 incredible, and that that is it's absolutely hypnotic when you're looking at this thing in the light, seeing it change colour and reflecting and doing all these sorts of things. I uh, I highly recommend you going for the Aura Glow, which according to Samsung, in their pre-orders, most people were going for Aura Glow. A healthy number, I think more than 50% were going for the 5G model as well. So they want to future-proof their purchase. So, uh, yeah, that is really cool right there. The uh, Note has uh, the, the shapes improved, so it actually sits in your hand really nice. The curved edges on the back are really cool. Volume and power keys on the left edge. Uh, nothing on the right edge. It's just clean. There's nothing there. Along the top is the SIM card tray. Along the bottom is a USB-C port and a speaker. And the S Pen, of course, slides in the bottom there. One thing you're not going to get, though, no headphone jack. First Samsung device not to have a headphone jack. First Samsung mobile device. No headphone jack there. But I'm suspecting if you're a Note customer... I'd say you're pretty tech savvy. You probably have got a wireless headphones already, so I don't think it's a not a deal breaker at all. Now, under the hood, as I mentioned, is uh, it's pretty powerful. Seven nanometer, sixty-four bit octa-core processor, eight gig of RAM with the Note Ten, two fifty-six internal storage. On the Note Ten Plus, though, you go up to twelve gig of RAM, two fifty-six or five twelve gigabytes. Uh, the Note Ten Plus, uh, that's the if you go to the five G Note Ten Plus, you get five twelve gig of storage. And it's 5G, so it's pretty good if you want to go all the way. It also takes a micro SD card. The the note, sorry, the Samsung S10 5G never had a me- expandable memory, which I was disappointed about. But the Note 10 Plus 5G does, which is cool. Even the Note 10 Plus does, as well as the Note 10. They've all got expandable memory card slots. Also, dual SIM, if that's what you're after. There's, there's space for dual SIM and a memory card. So you can have two SIM cards and a memory card. That's how big the SIM card tray is. But what makes the Note the Note is that S Pen. The S Pen has stepped up to another level with the with the Note 10. It's got a new unibody design, and it's got its own battery as well. So if you're a longer-life battery, you can run this thing for 10 hours just with a 10-minute charge. When it's sitting inside, it's charging. 10 minutes, it'll be have 10-hour life. And not only can you write and draw on the screen, but you can also use it as like a little mid-air remote control, like a little mid-air mouse so you can uh, turn on the camera, activate the shutter, go through the camera modes, go through your content, stop and start your content, play your movies, maybe make a presentation with it. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's handy there as well. But the really cool feature this time out is the handwriting recognition. So handwriting to text conversion is pretty bloody good and my writing's terrible you can see it on my story and i actually wrote on the screen i have really bad handwriting you judge for yourself if it's any good but um it recognized everything i wrote and converted it to text so imagine the scenario where you're taking notes in a meeting or something or you know you, you want to share this afterwards rather than people having to decipher your handwriting you can convert it all to text and then save it as a Word document. So that, that that text now becomes editable, so you can edit it. Uh, you can save it as a Word doc, you can save it as a PDF and share it. How cool is that? 
But uh, there are other features there. Uh, the, the handwriting is one, of course. The gestures are another. Uh, and saving it as a Word document or PDF, that is, that is pretty cool as well. Let's move on to the camera, uh, and the Galaxy Note 10 cameras are, are, are pretty good as well. The Note 10 Plus actually was rated by DxO Mark as having the best front and rear cameras on a phone. And you know what? We agree. These cameras are brilliant. Front camera, excellent. Rear camera, we had on the Note 10 Plus. The Note 10's got a triple camera system. The Note 10 Plus has a quad camera system. So the quad camera is made up of a 16-megapixel ultra-wide, 12-megapixel wide-angle, 12-megapixel photo telephoto as well, uh, along with the depth vision camera and a flash, of course. The depth vision camera is their time-of-flight camera. That's what judges the distance to the subject and creates that nice blurred background effect, although the front camera does the same thing. That feature is called live focus. works on the front and rear cameras. You can create these incredible effects. You can turn your background black and white. You can turn the background into a swirl, into a zoom, into a, uh, it, a lot of great choices there. Or you can just take a normal portrait shot with a blurred background, of course, I've put a portrait shot of Logan and Ziggy, my Dalmatians, on there. They're a very willing photo subject. They love getting their photos taken. But check out their photos. They are in focus in the foreground, and the background is all blurred out. I also took a bit of an arty-farty photo down at Manly the other day. Uh, so the, the bushes in the front are in focus, and the background is beautifully, artfully blurred as well. But just the color reproduction, the clarity, the camera is incredible. And, and shoots 4K video at up to 60 frames a second by the way so that's pretty cool as well there's also an onboard video editor so you can put all your footage together change the speed add add annotations writing drawings on the screen however you like and all done within the phone pretty cool another new feature of the camera is a feature called ar doodle that's augmented reality doodle so what it allows you to do is to draw on a face or just around you using the S Pen. So if you're drawing on a face, for example, this picture of me with a, I've drawn a pair of glasses and a, and a hat and a beard on myself, and you'll see that when I move my head around in the video, that these all this paraphernalia that I've drawn on my face actually stays with me. I can move around and dance around, and it sticks there. So uh, that's pretty cool. But if you're just drawing around you, so if there's no face to draw on, you can actually draw and create patterns where in your surroundings. Now, you can record this, by the way, so you can share it. You can't see it unless you've recorded it or it's through the camera. But um, it, it is it just your imagination. You can create all these amazing works of art that you can then step around and check from every single angle because it's just hanging there in augmented reality. It is really nice. You should uh, see that. That's in, that's in our video as well. Now, on the... Uh, Productivity side, this is a, a, a powerhouse device for, aimed at that high-end, that power user. And one feature that, that sets it apart as well is DEX. Now, DEX has gone to the next level here, and it now allows you to connect the phone to a PC or a Mac and then control your phone using that computer. So if you, if you just wanted to connect it to a monitor and a keyboard and mouse, that'll work. So the phone is the computer. But if you wanted to connect it to your existing computer to take control of your phone through that computer, through the keyboard and the mouse, you can do that as well, or whether it's a PC or a Mac. 
So that was really impressive. You do, do need to uh, to install an app on your computer, a Dex app, for it to be compatible. But we did it on a Mac, and we were running our Galaxy Note 10 Plus on our Mac desktop. And that allows you to not only access your content, but also share the content to your computer, drag and drop files, photos, whatever you need. Uh, pretty good. Still a few bugs to iron out. It's pretty new. But, wow, this is a, a really nice feature as well. No excuses now about not getting work done and because stuff's only on your phone. That, that's a thing of the past. You can, you can get down and get your work done on the go, on the device itself, or connect it to your laptop and then use the full keyboard and mouse and everything you've got with your computer to, to complete that task as well. The DeX is pretty cool. On the battery side, again... Another success here, there's a 3,500 milliamp hour battery on the Note 10, 4,300 milliamp hour on the Note 10 Plus. I was using the Note 10 Plus. Battery was amazing. Would Day and a half, not a problem. And the good thing too is that there's it supports super fast charging. So the Note 10 Plus is actually capable of 45 watt fast charging. So that means in 30 minutes of charging, you can get enough charge in that time that lasts you an entire day. So how is that? If you imagine if you're going out, you're going to be out all night, you're on a low battery, charge it up for 30 minutes, you've got enough to take you to the next night. That's how good that is. And, of course, there's wireless power share as well, so you can charge other Qi-enabled phones, uh, as well as your Galaxy Watch and Galaxy Buds and all their other little paraphernalia. And that's that. The Note 10 Plus and the Note 10 the Note family uh, has reached an all-new height here. I really rate this phone. It is an amazing combination of design, power, and performance. And you think about who can use this phone, whether you're a power user, whether you're an artist or a photographer or just anybody, this phone delivers a great great blend of all those technologies and features and as i said if there is a better phone on the market right now we haven't come across it because this is a absolute gem if you want to read our complete review of the galaxy note 10 you know where to check that out at techguide.com.au Our next review is a pretty cool, another cool product. It's the Bose Noise Cancelling Headphones 700. Now, this is the follow-up to their QC series of noise cancelling headphones, and I've got to say, these are next level. They've taken their existing noise cancelling headphones and made them way better. I'm talking a whole lot better than the QC35 Series 2s, which I think are about two or three years old now. Not only does it have uh, all these new improvements on the inside, but it also has a brand new design as well. It's a very minimal uh, look to the headphones. Uh, deliberately by Bose, I think that they were going for this kind of this less is more look, this minimal look. So what that means is they've consciously removed any visible screws or seams and joints to give it that understated look. And I've got to say, it is really, really nice. There's a stainless steel headband that's lined with this nice, beautiful, soft foam that keeps it keeps it lightweight but also makes it really comfortable to wear so it's not weighing down on your head. The ear cups, too, are made from synthetic protein leather. And not only are they soft, but they're also quite durable, so they're going to last you a long time for all-day listening. 
and uh, they what happens is the headband tapers into this nice little narrow metal band that runs across the top of the ear cup and makes it really easy to adjust and fit on your head securely. I've got a big head, fit me easily. Uh, everyone else with normal size heads will find the, that it is really a really nice fit. There's only three buttons on them as well, uh, one for powering on and off, one to uh, access your noise cancellation levels, which I'll talk about in a sec, but also the other one to access your voice assistant, whether it's Siri, Alexa, or Google Assistant. So your choice there. So what I like about this, this, these headphones is that you can hear and do everything you need, including phone calls, which I'll talk about in a sec as well, without looking at your phone. So it's a head-up headphones, I call them. Without having your head buried down in your phone, you could be have your head up, looking forward, hearing your music, controlling your music, answering your phone calls, asking your assistant for directions or a playlist or whatever without looking down. It's a, it's, it's a, it gives you total control. Uh, you can control the music. Speaking of control, there's a capacitive touch control pad on the right ear cup that is probably one of the best we've seen on a pair of headphones. Very accurate, uh, very easy to use. So it's basically swiping up on the right ear cup to increase the volume, swiping down to decrease the volume. And the more you swipe up, the higher the volume will get. The more you swipe down, the lower the volume again. And it's surprisingly accurate. It's really uh, a really nice control to your volume without you having to actually grab your phone or whatever you're listening through uh, to adjust that per t- by touching the device. Similarly, you can also uh, tap to pause, go backwards, double tap, triple tap to go backwards and forwards as well, and even answer your calls. So that those capacitive controls are really cool. Uh, they do work really well and give you really good accuracy, especially when it comes to adjusting your volume. You get the right volume level. Uh, and look, we haven't even spoken about how they sound yet. Already I'm very impressed. The noise-canceling headphones 700 from Bose take noise cancellation to another level. The ambient noise reduction through the built-in eight-microphone system is second to none. It is amazing. The noise reduction, there's 11 levels. So if you you connect through the app, you can access 11 levels of noise cancellation. So you can control that through the app. The the earphones, the headphones themselves have a control uh, which allow you then to have like a, a conversation mode, they call it. So you can press it. Noise cancellation is turned off. Everything's paused. You can hear your flight announcement, the onboard announcement. Talk to someone comes up and you want to talk to them, you can talk to them as well without having to take your headphones off. That, that's really convenient as well. But the the noise cancellation has gone up to another level, and I've heard every Bose noise-canceling headphone in recent years, these have a better noise cancellation. And not only is it better for you when you're listening to stuff, it also makes it better when you're talking to people. Now, when whenever I've had a phone call and I've got Bluetooth headphones on, I normally answer the phone, take the call through the phone's speakers and, and earpiece rather than talking through headphones because I haven't had a pair of headphones that sound good talking on the phone up until now. With the new Bose, the noise-canceling headphones 700, they do have a, a microphone system that can can pick up your voice. So they, they have this beam-forming array to improve, pick up your voice and amplify it. But then the other microphones are used, are intelligently suppressing outside, outside noise no matter what direction they're coming from. So imagine I saw this demonstration. We spoke to someone that was standing on Wynyard Station platform 
and there was a train whizzing by them. Oh, it was a FaceTime call. I could see the train going by them, and they were talking to me, and it was like they were in a recording studio. All I could hear was their voice. The train was zooming, zooming, zooming by in the background and would have been loud as hell on the platform, but all I heard was that person's voice, and that is incredible. That's how accurate this thing is, and the uh, it's the headphones I'm going to use whenever I have to do any radio interviews. Now I don't have to sort of find a quiet room. I could talk on a train platform, and they won't hear it. That's how amazing that is. Now, what about the music? How about the audio quality? And again, they've they've done something even better here. So they've they've relifted their game with their they've got proprietary active equalization. And rather than what they do is they, they achieve true high fidelity reproduction, uh, clarity, all that balance, and it's without digitally boosting anything. So there's no digitally boosted bass, vocals, or treble, which according to Bose, digitally boosting those things can actually cause listener fatigue over time. I didn't know that. I don't know how that would happen, but uh, maybe that's why I'm falling asleep listening to these other headphones. I don't know. But Bose doesn't do that. They believe in uh, just the natural high-fidelity reproduction, no boosting. It's the quality of of the technology that brings you that great sound. They come in a carry case. Uh, there's 20 hours of charge, by the way. I should talk about that first. The, the battery life, 20 hours with the Bose. That's a that's a trip to London. Uh, you can on, on a single charge, which is pretty cool. Batteries charged through the onboard USB-C port. Between two and three hours, it takes to charge completely, but there is also a fast charging feature. Two, uh, three, um, three and a half hours of charge, uh, of use after just 15 minutes of charge time, which is pretty good. If you've got a, like a, a shorter flight, 15 minutes of charge will do the trick. Uh, do, they do come in a case. It's got it's a tapered hard case, so they can fit more easily in your bag or in a seat pocket on a plane. Uh, and there is all your charging cable and an audio cable on board. And the headphones just slip off. There's no need to fold them. Like you know, have you ever tried to fold up your headphones properly in a case? It's like solving a Chinese puzzle. It's very hard. But the Bose noise cancelling headphones, no such worry there. They slip off your head straight into the case. And Bob's your uncle without having to fold them at all. Uh, the case is excellent. What you don't get, and here's the, I, I was disappointed to hear this, you don't get an airline adapter, you know, that little two-pronged uh, adapter. Bose don't include it. And I think the reason behind that is they want these headphones to be considered for everyday use, not just for when you fly, which, you know what, uh, that they don't have to explain that to me. Our feeling is it's better to include a plug, so have something... Uh, there that you may need rather than needing something you don't have. Uh, so, yeah, don't, if you're going to go on a plane, you need to buy an airline adapter because planes don't have Bluetooth just yet unless you use a, a, the RHA Bluetooth transmitter that we spoke about a few weeks ago. They're not cheap either. They're $599.95. But you know what? Our reasoning is that people will be willing to pay for the best quality. And and there isn't a, a head, pair of headphones I've heard that's better than these right now. These are the new heavyweight champions the bose noise cancelling headphones 700 and you can read our complete review at techguide.com.au
Well, Google is the place to go whenever you need to find out anything. But did you know there's an arts and culture section of Google as well? And part of that arts and culture section is a new part called Great Sporting Land. Now, this is an online sporting museum this online exhibition that they've created that explores Australia's rich sporting history. It's separated cleverly into four quarters. First quarter's culture, second quarter's people, third quarter's moments, fourth quarter is places. So you can imagine the culture uh, till reveals the true story of the, uh, the ashes and other rivalries. The people looks at the pioneers of Australian sport like Don Bradman, Dawn Fraser, Kathy Freeman. Uh, the moment explores these amazing highlights and celebrations in tennis, cricket and AFL, among other sports. And the places takes you inside the world famous venues and grounds like the SCG away dressing room, the Melbourne Cricket Ground, Rod Laver Arena, the North Bondi Surf Life Saving Club. It is an amazing compilation of history, people, and moments presented in this incredible multimedia format. So you get photos, interviews, and videos. There's a great video of Steve War, our cricketing legend, Steve War, taking you on a tour of the Bradman Museum and reflecting on his own career and how Bradman was just such a great in the sport. It is remarkable stuff that you'll find yourself spending hours and hours inside. The Google Great Sporting Land, I've created a link if you want to get straight there. You can check it out in our story at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Now, you upgrade your smartphone and your TV and your laptop, but when was the last time you upgraded your Wi-Fi? It's probably been a while. Well, the future of Wi-Fi has arrived. It's time to welcome Wi-Fi 6. If you watch your shows on services like Netflix or Stan, you need the newest line of high-performance routers from Netgear. It's like giving your streaming the VIP treatment. The Netgear Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 routers give you ultra-fast speeds and wider coverage throughout your home. You get four times the capacity compared to today's Wi-Fi, which means you can connect more devices and stream simultaneously without impacting Wi-Fi speed and reliability. The devices of today and tomorrow demand more. So what you need is high-performance Wi-Fi that can keep up with you and your entire family. It's the biggest revolution in Wi-Fi ever, and you could be one of the first to have the next generation of Wi-Fi 6 technology with a Netgear Nighthawk router. Turn your Wi-Fi up to 6 with a Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 router. Go check it out today at netgear.com slash Wi-Fi 6. That's netgear.com slash Wi-Fi and the number 6. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Tech Guide Help Test is brought to you by Belkin. Uh, they're the company if you need cables and chargers and anything uh, for your phone. Uh, you can head over to belkin.com forward slash au. Uh, today we're going to talk uh, quickly about a couple of topics. One, I got an email from a concerned mother who had a 13-year-old daughter. She asked, uh, is there a way to or an app that you can install to cut off the phone from the internet and from the cellular network so that her daughter isn't chatting away on her phone all night. Uh, I did explain that there is there are parental controls on board the phone where you could potentially uh, restrict access to browsers and the phone and the, those sorts of things. Uh, and you can turn off your, your Wi-Fi in, in your home if you have to. Uh, but She's 13 years old, and I suggested, like, so you, you, the phone did, you gave her the phone, so you kind of own the phone, and the mobile account is probably in your name as well. Uh, you can then 
the, the, I've got daughters too. That's what I did. Our rule was that you couldn't have your phone in the bedroom when you go to bed. Uh, at night, you have to leave the phone outside the room, in our room, and then when you wake up the next morning and have breakfast, you get your phone back. That way you're not up, up all night on the phone. So it, it is, uh, you know, you, you need to be a parent here. You need to really sort of set the rules uh, for your daughter's usage of her phone. And uh, you, you, rather than you having to go to this technical trouble of installing apps and parental controls, just, just set the rules, set the limits. If you do have to go that far, there are controls on the phone that lets you take the control. And you being the, the adult and she being a 13-year-old girl, the phone is yours. But in, so you have control over the phone and you can set those parental controls if you like. So, But it comes down to having a conversation, setting the rules, setting them early and make sure you enforce them. The other question we had was there was a person that was after a camera for their dance studio. And they said, well, the problem is with the dance studio doesn't have any Wi-Fi. We need to have a camera on the front door of this dance studio. And I suggested the Arlo Go. Now, Arlo Go is a smart camera that doesn't connect to Wi-Fi. It connects to the 4G cellular network. So you buy a SIM card for this camera. You can put it up on a telegraph pole looking down on the on the door. You can even add a solar panel, if you like, to, uh, to keep it powered. And you can monitor that then through your phone. So... That's probably the best solution, but because the dance studio doesn't have Wi-Fi, it's uh, there's no internet connection in there, so um, that that is the easiest way to do it if you want to keep track of that. And you can, of course, use Arlo Go if you maybe have a boat down at the marina, you might have a holiday house or something where there's no Wi-Fi to tap into. The Arlo Go with its 4G connection can solve the problem. Uh, all of those things we've talked about, especially the Arlo Go, we've spoken about that before at techguide.com.au. And that's all we've got time for this week. Everything we've talked about, of course, you can read at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, send us a, a voice bite. You can record your question and I'll play it on the show and answer it as well. Or you can send us an email, info at techguide.com.au is the address, or click on the icon on the right-hand side and that will open up a, a little response box that you can send straight through to me, and I will get your question. Uh, I want to give a special shout-out, too, to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.